For Blue Star Contemporary, this is the Artist Digest, and I'm Jacqueline Saragosa-McGilvery, speaking with artists about their inspirations and practice. Today we're speaking with Candace Hicks about her work in the exhibition Secret Passage. Candace is an artist and educator based in Nacogdoches, Texas, and is an associate professor at Stephen F. Austin University. Her artist books are in the collections of the Museum of Modern Art New York, the Fine Arts Museum of San Francisco, and many university and special collections, including Harvard, Yale, and Stanford. Candice, I want to start today by talking about how soft sculpture works became a core element of your practice. I started using soft sculpture in my art practice um, when I was working as a secretary, and I wanted some um, something that I could work on that I could easily fold up into my bag and carry with me everywhere. Um, the advantage of doing embroidery is that I wanted to make the material and the mark in the material have the similar texture and a similar feel so that it would be integrated. Um, normally when we think of text, um, and we think of the text and the paper as two separate things that come together, but when you're making embroidery, you're really like weaving that fabric into one thing and um, the way that it makes it into sort of a unified object really appealed to me um, when I first started making um, sewn fabric books. And I've been making those now for that same series for um, 16 years. Why do the works take the form of composition books? That was a really easy sort of obvious thing too because um, I was already carrying a composition book with me all the time. And so it was sort of the natural thing to um, emulate and, and turn it into sort of, um, um, I'm not sure what the best word is for that, sort of like the, um, like a simulacra of a composition notebook, or maybe that's too big of a word. Um, make, I wanted to make a model of it, I guess, is another way to think of it. Is, um, I feel like, I think it was Joseph Kosuth that said that all art is making models. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always really liked that, and always really thought that that rings true. And so whether I'm making books or I'm making a diorama, I feel like I'm always sort of making a closely approximated version of something else. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's always like a, making a model or making um, a copy. Where did the diorama scenes and Secret Passage originate? The, the dioramas um, in, in this particular exhibition, well, what I like about it is that they might not read as dioramas for the first time um, because we're sort of um, mediated in our viewing of them with a lens. Um, I'm hoping that it will be a little bit more difficult to decipher the fact that it's a diorama. But um, I often think of the dioramas as being um, illustrations of the, the text. Um, I often find that even when I'm trying to make something that is not a book, it ends up being a book or being part of a book. And dioramas for me are typically like the illustrations that you would find inside of a book. Um, if I am not bound bound, that's a pun, but if I'm not bound to the confines of a physical book and I expand that practice into a gallery space, well, I usually find that I start to think of that whole space as the interior of the book that I'm making and, and dioramas become these sort of punctuations in a, and they operate in the same way that an illustration would um, because they kind of bring you into the scenes, literally. Um, in a, in, a, in a way that I think miniatures really do. 
um, because you can really sort of imagine yourself in those spaces and it's a convenient way to create imaginary worlds. What is the content of the works and why is it important that people can handle them? I really feel like when you make a book and you share it with another person, um, more so than when we, we can look at paintings or sculptures in a sort of communal way or interact with them um, with other people. Um, whereas a, a book is often something that is from the artist's hands into another person's hands. And so I find that it's a more intimate experience. Um, the fact that they're legible might have to do sort of with personality or taste. I'm an incredibly literate, uh, not literate, um, uh, literal <laughs> person. And so I, I want for um, the ideas to be communicated. And so um, they, they usually do come through in a fairly straightforward way. Um, the content of the work usually comes back to the idea of um, coincidences. I really like the ways that we try to make meaning out of the random things that happen to us. I think for some people it takes the form of religion or uh, other sorts of belief systems. And initially I started presenting the odd coincidences that would occur to, throughout my regular day um, or often in between the books that I would read. For instance, like noticing an unusual phrase cropping up in two books in a row and just thinking, oh, well, that's really strange, right? Um, I started really noticing those and, and I presented them almost as parody at first, thinking that that kind of pattern making and pattern finding was really similar to the kind of um, meaning generation that we do when, when, with religion or with other um, systems of um, making sense of the world. And, um, but then it sort of became something that I took it just as seriously as, um, as anything that I would believe in. Now, do I think that coincidences are, um, you know, telling me something about the world? For instance, if I read, um, um, antique dental instrument in two unrelated books back to back. Does that mean anything about, is that the universe trying to communicate with me? I, I don't know. I'm not non-committal about that, <laughs> but um, I definitely feel compelled to make a record of it. Yeah. And so in this exhibition, um, there are 24 books from the Common Thread series that I've been making for over a decade. And um, those are all fairly straightforward um, records of coincidences that have happened to me mostly through reading. But over the years that's changed too. Sometimes there's like a podcast reference thrown in or a conversation with a friend. And it might just be this word or phrase or a similar plot line that crops up. Um, and so, um, yeah, I, I make, a, make a note of those and then I literally make my notes into, into books that are more permanent. What is the importance of books to you? For a really long time, um, when, when people would ask me about my art, I would always say that I'm a book artist. In the same way, I think that sometimes photographers or painters, they will say that they're a painter or they're a photographer before they will announce themselves to the world as an artist. Well, um, I, I've always thought of myself as a book artist as, or a person who makes books. And, um, but beyond that, 
I also really think that a key part of my identity is as a reader. Stories are so important to me, not only the stories that we tell ourselves about what the meaning of our life is, but also the stories that we tell each other and those things that are culturally important that, that we share. Um, and so story has, is really powerful in that way. Um, and the number one thing that I, that I love to do is, is to read. If you took that away from me, it would, it would, I wouldn't know, I wouldn't know what to do. I guess I'd have to make my own books and then I could read those, but, um, but yeah, so books are pretty central to, uh,